0: Hey everybody, it is trying Unicorn here with a whole bunch of ladies and we are going to chit chat and let you listen in like we always do and uh, hopefully you get some insights out of this story. So I have not sprung on the ladies what we're talking about yet. I gave us some thoughts and I want them to dig a little deep and we're going to go in a circle and we're all going to take our turns but I want to talk about something that maybe doesn't occur to people who are new to the lifestyle, new to the sex clubs, new to swinging And that is that the journey changes you and you change on the journey. So where you come in into this lifestyle doesn't match where you are two months later and then another two months later and then wherever you are now. And I'm not the only one who has seen my journey ebb and flow in different ways that I couldn't have anticipated at the beginning because I actually didn't see past a threesome. I literally didn't see a goal past having a threesome Because it was such a a pipe dream at that point for me for most of my life. So when I get the threesome, and then I had another threesome, and then another one, eventually I'm like, well, what else is on the fucking menu, right? Like, And that's when the whole world opened up, and I was able to really look deep and ask, what do I actually want to do? And uh, a lot of what those uh, answers were that I came up with, like being in Dom submissive role play. I, uh, I don't like pain, but I like sensation play. The reason I know this is because I got to watch my friends in sex clubs, like professionals, people who are really like trained in BDSM basically do their thing, do their kink, let their kink flag fly. And even if it might've been too much for me at the beginning, I still took it in, had a seed planted, and then suddenly I've got toys in my toy chest that I had never thought I'd ever want, right? Including a collar for submissive role play, like you're talking to a girl who doesn't know, who couldn't have ever even acted submissive until uh, until I explored my sexuality more. So. The point is, our journeys have changed, and I know that every single one here has had their own experience, even though you will hear commonalities, I know, because I've interviewed everybody here in an in-depth interview, and so I'm going to go around and introduce them, but you'll also find links in the description of this podcast to the each individual interview of all the ladies here. All right. Hello, R. Hi. Hello, Curly Vixen. Sup, sup. Hey, peekaboo. (laughs) Hello. Hello, Amelia. Woohoo. Hi. So, we brought all of us together to basically hang out and, you know, share our story. So, do you guys feel comfortable with what uh, I think I want to talk about? Totally. Yeah. Bring yeah, it. Yeah. It's good that you're not prepared. Don't feel like nervous about not being prepared because I want the honest, raw shit that comes out, not the package stuff. So, I want to know when you first reflect, what is it that you're seeing, right? So I'm going to let you guys decide the order. Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right. Peekaboo, take the floor. All right. So when I first
1: started, I want to say that I was looking more towards the kink aspect, towards the BDSM, and just finding somebody like-minded in that. Um, I didn't really think about kind of the swinger lifestyle or um, even like the lifestyle in general. I just kind of was like, okay, I want to find somewhere where there's a dungeon where I might be able to find somebody into the same kinks as me and that's what I'm looking for right now and then once I got more exposed to the uh to the clubs and stuff um that kind of changed and even my interest in BDSM kind of changed I was like you know what I really actually enjoy impact I enjoy the pain you guys know that I'm a bit of a masochist but um I don't need that every time that I have a sexual interaction. So I began to also just explore more, having fun with people that I would meet at the clubs, um, or even on FetLife or on M4. I went through my phase because I was recently separated at that point last summer, where I was quite the slut and having a lot of fun and really enjoying, you know, a different man every couple days or so, whatever didn't care. And then I had a couple regulars as well. Um, then I began to kind of cut out those quick interactions uh, from Life and M4 and just enjoy more. I kind of chat on there and post things, but um, don't really meet up as much. Um, very few and far between. And then I had some regular people that I was seeing. So that became more my focus. And if I would go to the club, it became more about socializing with my girlfriends. And I would always say, I'm there to hang out with my girls. Whatever happens after that happens that. Sometimes I would make that eye contact with that one guy and we'd have fun. And then I'm also usually the one undone. Um, So I'd have my fun with him, go back to my girls or head home after that. And now I'm kind of at the point, um, I've done some reflection. And I'm kind of getting to the point where, you know what, I'm kind of done with those, even those type of interactions. I want to focus more now on finding someone steady, permanent, still within my kink um, explorations and expectations and still wanting to go to the clubs and explore and enjoy. But my need for going out and finding those just um, spontaneous interactions are is, is ebbing. And it's funny because you mentioned ebb and flow at the beginning of this. And that's actually, I have a tattoo coming up on Saturday, but my next one is literally mm-hmm. ebb and flow. I found a perfect little picture of it. I'm just trying to decide where to put it. It might be like here over my heart.
0: That's so cool. But-
1: Nice. Yeah, so that's my journey right now.
0: And how long have you been in the lifestyle? Uh, Would you say?
1: So it's just over. It started not this past summer, the summer before. So just over a year.
0: Okay, and so you've had a lot in a year, and so that's what I wanted to be able to explain. That wasn't over six years. That was over a year. Yes. Um, and so what's really fascinating is you came into the lifestyle for a very different reason than I did. You didn't even know you were walking into a lifestyle either. Did I? That's yeah. Fun. Um, but then we got there and you were into more the BDSM. I'm like afraid of the BDSM when I came in there, I got, I had to like, I smoked a big joint and then found myself in the dungeon once on a very cake heavy night. And I was mm-hmm. having to go home because I was like, I can't see this. I need to leave. But okay. it was just because you can't expect to take it all in and yeah. feel like it's, you're ready for it all right up front. Even if you like mm-hmm. it. You need it almost spoon-fed to you in a way, right? Get you comfortable with kink. Get you comfortable Mm -hmm. with first smacks before you move up to a hard smack, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Do you have any advice to somebody who is a single woman who doesn't know what she wants?
1: Well, just be open to exploration and, um, you know, take every single day just as that day. What happens that day happened that day doesn't mean to, that it needs to repeat the next day unless you really want it to. Your life is your own. Um, and remember that as well. You have a right to explore things and then you have a right to say, no, nope, I don't like that. Or yes, I do like that. And um, it's funny because I was at the taboo show and I actually did the tarot cards, which I never use to tell me what's happening in my life or what's going to happen, but just kind of. Let me know that I'm going the right way. I use it as a guide. And that's exactly one of the last cards was the strength. So have the strength within yourself to go through your stages, take each as they come and know that the, you know, the next stage will bring something new and hopefully you'll finally settle for or get settled, not settle for, get settled into what you're looking for
0: very good correction, not settle. Cause that's what we're, we don't do that anymore. Ladies do we? No. <laughs> so those are, that's a really good answer. And I'm glad you guys are adapting to this uh, question because I think that the most helpful information I could have had as a beginner was how deep is this ocean, how big okay. does this go? So it doesn't mean everyone's journey is going to be the same, but if, it, if it's bigger than just a threesome or bigger than just some group sex once in a while, a lot of people don't know that so okay who would like to go next all right curly your turn
2: so similar to miss peekaboo um my journey started last year may it's insane because so much has happened in that period of time um i definitely was seeing other people at like before that like just casual encounters but it was like you know meet a guy online go to his place or him come over and I wasn't really clubbing yet. And then I met another um, friend who we were very, uh, very much just friends in the beginning. And it was sort of my first, let's say, female encounter. It was when I decided that on Facebook, I was going to open my sort of dating profile up to all types of people. Um, I didn't want to keep it just men because I found that I was becoming more curious. Um, And it was an avenue that I had never explored, so I figured, why not? Worst case, it just leads to some amazing friendships, right? And that person introduced me to Oasis, and that was, like, my first club and met some of these fabulous people um, in front of me now. Um, So, you know, when I started at the club, literally, I just watched. I watched, and it was super awesome to be – I was, like, less than a month away from turning 40 – and so there's like that, you know, crossroads in a woman's life hitting that age. But discovering that hitting that age was a huge sex appeal for so many men at the club. And all these young little nothings were into me that very first night. And I was like, Are, are they are they are they talking to the right person? Like, are they really approaching me? And I was just so shocked by it. And um <laughs> And I've talked about my encounter before, but that was the night that I met the virgin that I that I took his virginity. I didn't meet him. I met him at the club, but we didn't do it at the club. We met a couple days later. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I found that like my first few experiences were very sort of mellow, and it was just like you know meeting someone here and there. I would usually just spend like my night with one person that I would meet at the club. Um, Very soon after got introduced to M4, had some not so positive first experiences there because I just didn't go on the right night. And then once I went and went on a night that worked for me, you know, and sort of explored more of the dance side of it and like the more social aspect, like Peekaboo said, like really getting going with my girls and getting to know people. I enjoyed that scene a lot more. And then uh, and then I just kind of decided I was like, you know what, I've turned 40 I went through, you know, like a 15, almost 20 year relationship where I was completely unsatisfied. I'm going to check off my freaking sexual bucket list. So I kind of just, I never actually wrote it down, which is kind of sad, but <laughs> I kind of made a mental list of like things that I wanted to do. And, you know, as these things come up, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a bucket list item, you know? And, and I kind of just go to the club with always the expectation of, I don't care if anything happens, if something does, fantastic. If nothing happens, fantastic. Like sometimes I just go for the, for the water and chilling out and that's totally fine. It's just the people in the atmosphere and I've bonded with a lot of the staff as well. And so I just kind of like, am on that journey and, and I guess in the like last little while. um, So I guess I'm like, what, a year and a half in at this point or more I just kind of feel at this stage like I've I, i I've really solidified in my head that I'm complete opposite to, be, to Peekaboo. I've decided that I have zero desire to <laughs> hone in on a single relationship. I really, I would love like a, a companion to like go on trips with and maybe go on a date with once in a while. And I have <laughs> someone I've been with for a couple of years and that I, feel comfortable with. And like, he's always, you know, I have a couple of guys that I've known for a long time that I can sort of call and hang out with whenever I want. But I just feel like I'm so not a monogamous being at this point. And it was actually last night of all irony that I said to my mom who is like, you know, I have a pretty honest relationship with, but this side of my life she knows nothing about. Um, I just kind of said, you know, I, I I don't want you to have the expectation that I'm going to be with anyone like any single person. Like I kind of basically admitted to her that I have multiple sexual partners and that that probably will be my life. And she's like, well, you never know what's going to happen. And you know, the the yeah. typical mother that wants her daughter to settle down. I'm like, I said, like, honestly, I said, I just don't see it. And she's like, what do you mean? You're going to have, like, five men living with you? And I'm like, that's (laughs) the last thing I want. The last thing I want to be is not sister wives, but what would it be, brother (laughs) (laughs) husbands." I was like, I can't stand living with one, never mind more than one. (laughs) So I think for me, it's just, like, embracing my single life, but also really, um, really allowing and accepting that I'm totally fine with having multiple people in my life. And that just like you said, ebb and flow, that changing, like I'll have someone in my life for a period of time and they may drift away and then someone new may come in. And there's still some people that all of a sudden I haven't heard from him in a a year and then boom, they pop up and, and that's okay. I just have zero expectations at this point and I'm totally fine with that. And I just, you know like i kind of have this like um desire to be like one of those like gangbang queens on like a sunday but then i look at it and i'm like i feel like i'm going to have zero attraction to any of those men like any mm-hmm. of those men it's not really my crowd so why am i doing it you know is it just checking it off the list and maybe it is maybe i want to do it just once just to check it off the list you know um, cause I ran into Trish and, and what is it? Trish and Jerry, is that their names? Yeah. Yeah. I ran into them at the taboo sex show. So like, I don't know, I, I may want to just do it once to check it off my list. Um, you know, much like. Harry on a, on a, what is it called? Sibian. What is it called? From? On the Sibian and like, you know, all these, all these things that I've done this year that I, that I can check off and that I've achieved, um, just as experiences in my life to add to my my book one day, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: So I'm just really open at this stage. Okay. Just to, I didn't say monogamy,
1: but I do want a primary partner for myself and then go from there. I'm tired of being okay. a second. But I, get I that. want primary and then I'm open to play. Just just for those listening.
0: Yeah. Apply with it. <laughs> for all of us, you know, click one for Peekaboo, click two for Curly Dixon. No. All right, um, Curly, what would you say to somebody who doesn't know what they want and they're considering enjoying this lifestyle?
2: I think the biggest key is have no expectations. Like, really open yourselves up to new experiences, and you know, like I, I really feel that the greatest change in myself has happened with my, um, my own. What's the word? Not like who I would have hooked up with before versus who I would hook up with now has completely changed. Like I really, you know, when I started, it was like muscly, good looking chocolate men Like it was like what what my greatest sexual desires went towards. And I kind of wouldn't even consider others. Now I really connect to people. And like my last weekend when I was at NYX, like I hooked up with two two husbands okay and like these are men that I probably would never ever a year ago played with I had the best freaking night okay like they were such pleasers I got full permission from both of their partners and they were everyone was happy you know everyone was left happy and I was like man this is what lifestyle really is and what it should be like like you know your husband wants to go suck my toes in the back and lick my pussy is that okay and she's like better you than me honey that would be great like she was like check go for it i'm like this is not a man that i physically was attracted to but damn damn he was good and like damn <laughs> it was so good and so so just having zero expectations and opening your mind up and connecting to people above all is number 1 because i find that my friends that do struggle in the lifestyle it's cuz they always have expectations and they always feel like they need to hook up. like that's the purpose why they're going to the club. They better leave like that you know horny guy that's paid a hundred dollars and expects to get sex. You can't even if you're paying nothing as a female, you can't expect it. You just have to if it comes your way, fantastic and embrace it. but otherwise, just go with the
0: flow. Yeah, that's very good advice. All right, uh, ladies who uh, would like to go next?
3: I'll go next.
0: All right, Miss Amelia.
3: So um, I have kind of a similar story to Curly Vixen a little bit is that I was married for a very long time and it was very vanilla. And then I got divorced and I was like, I'm horny. I want to have sex. Uh, And I was on Tinder and and all the other Bumble, Hinge, uh, wasting time texting, meeting up getting disappointed and i was like this can't be it this can't like all i want is sex i don't want to text you all day long i don't want to talk to you on the phone i don't i just want some good dick some pussy licking some fingering some making out you know um some fun and then honestly i fell onto your tiktok and i was like this is a sign from somewhere and something and i was like you know what I'm going to go check out this sex club. And for me too, just like um Peekaboo and Curly, I went I started last year August. It's only been a year. <laughs> and my confidence, my sexual because I've always been like very outgoing and an uh, extrovert and very colorful and bright and so that hasn't changed. That's just who I am. But now sexually, like if you told me You don't even have to pay me. I could walk around naked right now outside, no problem. (laughs) You know, so I have, I, I have so much pride and so much confidence now being naked, even sexually. Like I feel like if I'm talking to the grocery attendant, like I have some like sexual stare in my eye. You know what I mean? A girl, boy, whatever, man, woman, whatever, transgender, any gender, I don't care. I just like, I just feel that all the time. And I've, I have like a list, mental list, not a written down list. And I feel like I've honestly gone through all of it. And I think maybe I I went through it within like the first three to six months because I was just like, like okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so now I still have a couple of things on my list because I'm open-minded. It's things I've tried before that now like I'm going to say uh, anal, you know, like I did anal a long time ago. I did not enjoy it. I'm, I'm open to doing it with the right partner, uh, maybe DP, right? Like if I'm, I'm open to anal, you know, like it'll lead to other things. Um, and I also, I don't ever, ever, ever go to the club with any expectations. Best case scenario is a social night because I'm a social person. Worst case scenario, there is no worst case. You know what I mean? I go home. I had a good time. I enjoyed the pool. I danced, it depends on whatever club we're at. Um, And I'm gonna say this, Um, I am so happy to have met these amazing women that I've made friends with, that I, like now we're having this chat. Like, so this is, I feel like community has come out of it, a different type of community right? Like a sisterhood or forget women, even like uh, people that we've met at clubs that we see every time we go, you know, every, everybody's nice. Everybody's social. Everybody says something. There's not like, I don't remember, you know, what people say is like, you always remember the bad, right? You never remember the good, but I feel like with me, it's different. I don't remember bad experiences. I remember the good ones. So I feel like I've come a long way. I am happy for the journey that I've had so far this year. And I look forward to um, the future. I don't know if this is for me for the rest of my life. Maybe it is. Uh, right Right now, I'm going to say I don't... Uh, I don't see that I can get everything from one person. Yeah. So I don't know if I, I now believe in monogamy. Uh, what's wrong with having, like, multiple partners? And... I I would like maybe a primary play partner, right? That like, you know, the go to the text, whatever, all day, talk about stuff, but still be open to doing things. So who knows? I'm going to put out there, right? Like, right. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see the future.
0: Just like I say, write your rules in pencil, not pen. Let's write your dreams and goals in pencil, not pen, because they keep changing. Yeah. And like
3: you guys know that I would, I would never say yes to anal, <laughs> right? No, I'm
0: it's because I've been selling like, it to you lately with my podcast episodes, right?
3: I was like, no, 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 and then you know what? I'm like, I'm watching my friends enjoy it. Yeah. Some of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? I'm gonna be open. I'm willing to try it with the right partner. Yeah.
1: And just lots and lots of lube.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially the first time, or right? Yeah, definitely. And I'm not into I I was very close-minded about uh kink. I didn't know much about it. Um, and so now I know so much more about it. There's a billion kinks. And also don't yuck anybody else's yum. Like before <laughs> I was like that, right? That's how we're just like if yeah. you don't like it, it's not cool. So I like that I've come like so far, I don't judge people on anything. Um, life short, do you be happy?
0: Yeah.
3: And uh, so I was never into flogging or BDSM or and now I'm into it. Wow. Not to the level of some girls on this chat, but <laughs> yes,
0: I'm into it. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, if you could give advice to somebody who was freshly divorced and had vanilla sex life and knew there was more, but they were too afraid to do this alone, what would you tell them?
3: I would say um, do research. There's going to be people out there that are like you that are are into this. Um, are into what you're into or that's gone through what you've gone through like you know how they say there's support groups and stuff like that and even if not um you got to put yourself out there you yeah. you got to get out of your your rut your and that's how you're going to do it you're going to open your mind up a little bit you're you know what okay I'm I just got out of this I want to explore life short uh let's check this out Right. And the thing is, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. You don't. I met somebody last night and when I was talking to them about sex clubs, they're like they thought that sex clubs, that you're forced to do stuff and you have to do stuff yeah. because everybody's there to do stuff. Yeah, I and I was like, no, you can just watch. You can wear your clothes and not do anything. I'm like, you could sit at the bar and not even go anywhere. Yeah. So I'm like, it's really up to you what you're open to, what you're, so you know what, pull the plug, pull off the bandaid, you know, wear a nice outfit, feel sexy, whatever makes you feel sexy, and check it out, Yeah, and you'd be surprised, you know what, maybe it's your thing, maybe it's not, but at least you checked it out, at least you, now you're educated, now you're like, you know what, it's not for me, or it is for me.
0: And, I will- and
2: don't you think that any one of us would be willing to, if someone contacted one of us or at least contacted you, Toronto Unicorn, and said, hey, do you, do you think any of your girls would be happy to host me? I'd really love any one of us. Like, that's how we all met each other. So yeah. I, I would be very happy to host another girl coming to the club for the first time that had no idea just to, like, make her feel comfortable. Because sometimes it's just taking that first step. Like, I didn't want to go alone. But when I was invited by my friend who had already been – Uh, you know, I jumped at it. So I'm putting that out there. If anyone ever needs someone to go with, I'm very happy to accompany you on your first time.
0: Okay. Is, uh, are you ready to tell your story?
4: Sure. Um, my story is a little bit different in the sense, I mean, it starts out the same with a, a relationship that ended that was, you know, had very limited sex involved. And so we were in the middle of lockdown. And so there was a whole long period where nobody was moving anywhere. And I was just feeling randy. Like, you know, I had nowhere to go. I had no one to see. I had moved back to the the city and, like, had nobody. And I was just raring to go. And so during that time, I learned about the existence of Oasis. And I I said to myself, okay, bookmark that as soon as they're open because, I, I mean, I just need to get railed. And so that was my goal, was to just go for sex. Random sex, I don't need to know your name. Hi, my name is, shh, don't ruin the moment. Like that's that was my attitude. Um, I just needed, you know, to have a good time. And I was also during this time on a journey of doing things that were the opposite. So I had started a year of hedonism, that was it. And I actually kept a little diary of my year of hedonistic activity things that were for me, relearning to do things for myself, for my own pleasure. You know, it had been a while. And so, you know, it started out with like buying exotic food that I wanted to eat, expensive stuff and buying clothes for myself and indulging while I could. You know, everything was online and in the grocery store. So like, go where you can. And then finally, when Oasis opened, I gave it one week. And then I, I went for the first time on my own. I just sucked it up and went and had my first experience. Was I nervous? Yeah. Hell yeah. But I think I was more horny than nervous. So like, you know, balance the scales out. One really finally just took over. I said, you know what, what, what's the worst that can happen? Okay. So I went and, uh, you know, got myself a tour and went down and did all that. And I started out there just for the sex. And as you know, Toronto Unicorn, you were there with me almost from the beginning. I had only been there maybe a month or a month or so when we met. And so I was fairly new to that. And uh, I just remember my first DTF night, my, my first down to fuck night, that I I gave you the power to select the partners, and I went blindfolded. Yeah. And there is actually a detailed video on your playlist uh, for that maybe link it in or something but it was a crazy night and literally i think i don't know what we counted was it eight or something and i had no idea who they were i was blindfolded it was such a an experience a sensor experience and a slutty experience the one i was like wanting to have i just wanted to be the slut and all the power was taken out for me i didn't need to think about anything i just needed to lay there and enjoy it um and I let you pick whoever. So I didn't have any of that responsibility. And it started with that. And so after that, I progressed. Like, you know, you hook up with random people. You meet them. It's nice. Da-da-da-da-da. And I would go for that. But, you know, you and I became fast friends. And, you know, you're going. Well, I'm going. And, you know, let's go together. And, and then let's dirty this, And let's do that. Yeah, you know. And, and we just kind of became partner in crime. I went from being your camera person to the sidekick. And, you know, shy as I am you know, here I am still. And that, this was going back now, what, two and a half years. Right. Yeah. goes fast. Right. So, you know, where have I evolved? God, where haven't I evolved? Um, <laughs> you know, I've gone through the threesomes. I've gone through the foursomes. I've gone through the group sex. I basically, like I said I, to myself, I was going to try everything that came my way at least once before I poopoo. Okay. Um, exception to that was anal sex, but you know, we won't go into that. Um, it's, you know, there's things I found that I liked that I had no idea. I learned so much vocabulary that first year. I don't know about you girls, but the vocabulary that I had no clue about, um, words like the word, the life, the word, the lifestyle, you know, like with a capital L, nobody, you know, talks really about that. This is such an underground movement. It feels like that, um, you know, you're, you're part of a secret little club and you learn the lingo and you learn, you know, so if you don't know it, it's okay. You'll learn it. We all did. We all took that first step and we all sucked it up and put on our big girl pants and walked into that club. So, if, you know, ever, anyone can do it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, where have I evolved? So I've gone through the stages of going with random people. I have a few that I've always, you know, enjoyed more than others and I go back to. Uh I've done young, I've gone old, I've gone, you know, different races. Like, like you said, you've evolved with the with the criteria. What was once a very stereotype. I have a type. Suddenly my type was expanded into places that I never thought. You know? Um, I've experimented with women a little. That's another a little. <laughs> it's just another space that I, you know, didn't really anticipate creeping into much. But yeah, you know, everything, I'm open minded to everything. And I think that's what's been my greatest strength. And uh, I evolved into a weird re- a relationship situation that ended up being a throuple. So some sort of polyamory adventure that I've been on. Um, yeah, that throuple lasted, you know, couple of months and it came with all its caveats but after that like you know I ended up meeting a polyamorous man and started seeing him and started seeing so kind of like you I I don't want to necessarily settle for one single relationship in a monogamy style but I think I'm I'm down for some uh some emotional monogamy in a way or at least like you said to have a very primary partner And everyone else is kind of, you know, fun and recreation. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you can not one person picks every box. And that's the big takeaway that I have learned is that, you know, I have different relationships with different people to different degrees. And each one meets certain needs. And we're all kind of lifestyle. So why should I have to pick one or the other? Why can't I have the best of each of them? I can. And so that's kind of where I have evolved to at this point. And so I don't play as much with random people. If I meet somebody and I'm really liking them or I'm attracted to them, that's great. I, I sometimes go back to the, you know, certain ones that that uh, that I've been with in the past that I like. And otherwise, you know, um, I like to try new things as well. So I'm trying new toys. I'm, I'm adventurous a little bit. Uh, Or sometimes I'm telling you, I'm just there to see you girls. And that's, that's the reason that I come 90% of the time. So just to hang out with my friends and, uh, you know, have conversations like this, but in the pool. Cool.
0: And how long has your journey been?
4: Like two and a half years now.
0: So we're veterans. Two and a half years.
4: Yeah. You know, like now when we see the threesomes, we're like, oh, look, more wiggling bums. You know, like it's it's kind of become
0: you know enough sex eventually you're like yeah what's new you know it's it, it is true we get desensitized to things and yep. yeah. yeah you get
2: desensitized but then you see something like you know like there was a display oasis had like um a squirter thing a few weeks ago and the technique he was using i was like holy shit like that's how they get the like Long dip because I want to I want to achieve a long distance. That's my like next goal on the way. Putting in the shot put squirt. <laughs> yes. So I would like someone to get out their measuring tool, like shot put, you know, and like see how far. I had one the other day that was quite the distance. Like it definitely wasn't caught by the squirt mat because it was <laughs> that small squirt mat and not it went further. <laughs> my bed got hit. But the 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 skill that he was using in that I was like oh oh you know like it was something (laughs) no it's just it's the thing that they all do the deep whatever but then he would pull out right at that second and it's that quick pull out where it just like went
0: (laughs) I was like damn back to our just one last question if you were to do this journey all over again yeah what would you go in doing differently from the beginning
4: Wow, um, good question. Uh, What would I do differently? I mean, I did research before I got there as much as I could possibly do, because I will admit the research was limited until I found your stuff, among other things. Like, there's not a lot of info of what it's like inside. I think most people want to know in advance. So I... Today, I would certainly get more educated about it, A, by watching your content, because that's what talks about it most, um, or looking for other videos that specifically talk about the lifestyle. You know, get a little more understanding for it, whether you're a single or whether you're a couple. The dynamic is very different. So there's that. Um, yeah.
0: I think that's good advice because the, the reason that I have 750 videos on my YouTube channel is because there's so much to say and teach and expose in a good way about this lifestyle, but also how to thrive and be successful in it. I have met couples who have basically had the best of intentions and got a little too drunk and their first ever attempt to be at a springer club got kicked out because they touched people without consent, even just on the arm. And now, do you think they're ever gonna try and swing again? Probably not, right? There's a lot that can go wrong if you just wing it in this lifestyle if you don't know the culture if you don't know the respect and the boundaries um, and even just how to communicate those things so that's why the content is there to teach people hey how do you walk in what are you able to look around and expect or from people how do people want to be talked to how should you treat people how do women like to be fucked I mean we have an episode that uh you know I can it's on my on my list here that is all about how each of us want to be fucked right and then all the answers were different so we're, we're giving the, the, the play guys, we're giving the play. So uh, if you meet any of us ladies in that club, I highly recommend you quickly go to the bathroom, pick up their podcast interview, <laughs> figure out like, what, what part it is that they speak at and hear how they want to be fucked and then go and deliver. And usually, you you'll see what happens. So, um, all right. Well, thank you. I want to add my more in-depth story. I had a 10 year hiatus without sex. I got disconnected from that world for a long time. And when I came back finally after 10 years and finally had my first sexual experience, it was with a man I met on a dating app. Right. And, uh, you know, it went okay. I had sex again. It went okay. Tried to meet more people on these apps. And it was just like Amelia said, it was fucking ridiculous. As a workflow analyst by day, I was like, this is a shitty workflow. It's a lot of investment that goes nowhere. Investment of time, investment of connection where people just like stiff you or don't show up or, or whatever. Right. So I just remember thinking, there's got to be a better way. Like there has to be a better way. And I did, I did know I wanted a threesome, but I also knew I just wanted something different. And so that's when I like Googled like, oh, the sex club or whatever, swingers and whatever. There wasn't that much out there then, but I had basically put it in my brain that I was going to try one more time with a single guy. And if it went well, I just fuck him and try that path more. But if it didn't, then I was going to make myself go to that club that night, which was Unicorn Night. And uh, and that was basically the fork in the road that I created for myself. So you can find this whole story documented on YouTube under my storytime playlist. So I'll fast forward and say the guy showed up and talked over me with too much cologne. Let's just say it wasn't him. Okay, I went to the club instead. I had my first threesome, my first experience. I got to meet people who thought sex jokes were funny instead of offensive. And I knew I was, I felt more home than I had in a long time, even with people I barely knew. So I ended up going to the club um, alone as a single woman. I didn't know any of these girls here because I've been in the lifestyle longer than them. So I started in around, I guess it was uh, 2019 of April, 2019 was when I was a single girl going to have my first threesome. And my first time looking pussy, like my first time, like really like with a girl and I didn't know where to go from there. I hadn't thought beyond that. And so once I got more experienced in this lifestyle, I made friends, I had a friends with benefits, a few of them. So I was able to have group sex even. So I met wonderful people along this journey who gave me threesomes, foursomes, group sex. I even hosted some sex parties in hotel rooms. And I have, again, documented it on my YouTube vlogs. So I have gone through the gambit of like sexual experiences. Now, I also came back down and I realized it's okay to not always want sex. And I'm somebody who identifies a little bit on the asexual spectrum, even though I'm a very high sex drive woman, but I don't seek it out with anybody unless I have a connection. Otherwise, it is pointless. It is worse than pointless. It's a deduction in my happiness to fuck someone I don't have a connection with. So I would never do it. And so one of the things that I didn't know at the beginning was that it's okay to not have to fuck someone every time you go. I thought if I went home empty handed multiple times in a row, I was failing. And that was hard for me to adjust because I didn't actually want to sleep with anybody really. I was there to be social and see it as a voyeur, but it took some, some progress for me to come to terms with the fact that it's okay that I don't want to fuck a bunch of strangers because not everyone does. So that was good for me to accept finally, because then I felt like my place was still secure in this lifestyle, even if I didn't assimilate to what I thought was expected. Having said that, then I started to help my friends have sex in terms of like gangbangs and their fantasy fulfillments. And I'd act as an orgy director where I would, you know, take their requirements and their fantasies and I would help match it with people and then run a scene that was safe and aligned with their goals. So a lot of the people on this chat have had my assistance with that. And uh, again, those stories are documented on my YouTube. So I have gone through my own experiences. I've gone in helping to direct other people's experiences. And then along the way, I happened to find a guy that took my heart. And now I'm very happy in an emotionally uh, one-on-one committed relationship. So I am not polyamorous, unlike the rest of the people here who are even just open-minded to it. I have looked, I've seen, I respect polyamorous. It's just not for me. So I am a swimmer, I want to have my one partner who I go through my life journey with, and we get to fuck other people once in a while, great, that's my goal, and it's okay that it's different than my friends, and it's okay to still want the kinky monogamy, so to speak, if that is what you want, i um, I heard, heard that reference the other day, that monogamy is now kinky, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, kind of, um, because you'll stand out if you do, do identify more monogamously, right? So that's my journey, and uh, the journey continues. I'm still having great sex. In fact, I am. I have a sex podcast called Sex Stories with Toronto Unicorn, where I am now documenting in an uncensored format all of the like kinky, dirty sex I'm having all the time. So I've kind of shifted my journey from exploring to being with a wonderful partner, and then building into that sex like exploration with him, and uh, and things like that. So that's my journey, and. If you had told me I'd find a guy that I like fell for in this lifestyle and who fell for me, I wouldn't have thought that that's what you get out of a sex club. I wouldn't have thought that that's what you get out of this lifestyle. But the truth is the people that are sex positive are other well-rounded, for the most part, highly functioning members of society. You can find a life partner in a sex club. You can find someone to fall in love with in a sex club. I don't think you should go looking for those things. I think that's like going to McDonald's when you're you're a vegan, but it doesn't mean there's not something on the menu that you'll be able to eat. I'm saying, keep an open mind even to that. I've seen men adamant that the sex club lifestyle was not for love. And he is now in a very happy loving relationship. So with a girl that he met at the club. So I just want to say, keep an open mind. This journey is hard to predict. And if you try, you probably fail. And the only reason um, some of these women have had some of the experiences they did is because they said yes when they sh- when normally they'd say no and it opened doors for them. right. So taking a chance on a club, taking a chance on a on a lifestyle wasn't always easy, but we all decided to for once try something that we would normally say no to. So I'm gonna wrap it up here. Do you guys have any final words? I have enjoyed this journey. I look forward to it. Um,
3: And I see what you're saying too now. I just, like you shared your story and I don't know how I came across how I was saying things, but I think it's a lot of pressure. You would think like fairy tales, TV shows, social media, what we were taught growing up that everything we need is in one person. That's a lot of pressure really honestly, with what's going on in the world and everything. So if I could find somebody that has all those qualities, amazing. And I hope I'm that for that person, too. Maybe I'm, you know, that all those things, too. And that's why I say that I'm open to um, partners, is that so everybody can live their best life. Right? Um, Just saying, like, okay, I know we talked about um anal but okay maybe i'll try it and i won't like it but maybe what if my partner does why am i gonna deny them that for the rest of their lives you know what go to a sex club get it out go enjoy have a good time you know and then come home to me kind of thing so i i don't i don't know what i want right now but i'm enjoying this i i enjoy having sex with (laughs) random People, women, men, whatever, I, gender doesn't matter. I, um, and so I wish everybody the best. I hope whoever's watching this, if you're new to this, just come check it out. It's going to change your life in a an amazing, positive way.
0: I want to add one more comment that some of the women in this group chat have gone one on one as a solo woman to other sex clubs that were in a different place, different city, different state, different country. They're not all the same. If you walk in as a single woman, you're not guaranteed to have the same kind of nights we're talking about. So I want to contextualize that all of us are really comfortable in the in sex club environment in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. This is basically what we're basing this on. There are other clubs that maybe were, for example, one of them used to be a bathhouse that this suddenly allowed women in, and you're still kind of just walking into a bathhouse. So there's different experiences out there. So do your research and, uh, that's why my, my podcast is here. That's why my YouTube is here. And uh, honestly, I've got some uh, some interesting content, content on my fan page. It is explicit. You can see some of my swinger fun there. And uh, the link is going to be in the description, but it's also at OnlyFans.com slash Toronto Unicorn. R has a fan page here as well. It's OnlyFans.com slash R underscore is underscore here. And again, these links are going to be in the description of the podcast. Check out Trinitocorrent.com. And if you want to support my journey and helping to get this out there, you can actually do so by shopping on Amazon, believe it or not. If you click on my affiliate links on my Amazon storefront and you decide that you want to browse some of my items that I've collected, swinger merchandise, you know, sex positive gifts that you might want to give someone, gag gifts, things like that. When I'm doom scrolling Amazon, it's for your benefit. And if you buy something, it gives me a small commission because it is an affiliate link. So that is a way that you can support me in this journey as well and uh yeah stay tuned the journey continues bye bye